Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures. Welcome, welcome to Guaranteed Adventures. Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures, where the stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. Hello, and welcome to Guaranteed Adventures. We are here for episode four of Ivory Horizon. (laughs) Ivory Horizon. (laughs) And we are excited to have Kyle joining us at the table tonight with his character as well, who he'll get to introduce momentarily. Wow, listen to that astounding applause from the live studio audience. Thank you, live studio audience. You're great. I'm going to just add, like, the, a laugh track in the of applause. <laughs> oh. This episode only, laugh track. <laughs> That's it. So, um, we are, are, of course, Guaranteed Adventures, family-friendly actual play podcast, and we are playing Fate Accelerated Edition right now. Uh, you can find us on social media at GU Adventure Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, and... You can also connect with us on Discord, our Guaranteed Adventures Discord, and you can now support us on Patreon. So I want to give a special shout out to our first patron, who is Marshmallow Owlbear. Sounds delicious. I believe he came up with that name before episode three, so we can't take any credit for that, (laughs) but it does sound tasty. What we did find out, though, is that owlbears are a people from episode three. So Marshmallow Owlbear is supporting as a one-shoed Billy, which means he gets access to all the bonus content that we might create. Um, so thank you, Marshmallow Owlbear. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, I do. Yeah. You're my brother. Yeah. I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> all right. So let's dive into our story of adventure um, with Ivory Horizon. So going around the table, we've got Nathan playing Citric Valinor. Tim playing Reese Mellowson. Zach playing Merrick Rockrender. It's your boy Kyle, I'm back. Yeah. I'll introduce my character later. Oh, <laughs> mystery. I, you know, I already said what your character's name was. I know, but you didn't say I was playing him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty sure I did in episode three. <laughs> I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> All right, so let's tell us a story. Tonight, we begin a couple of days after our previous episode ended. Uh, After Remy charged down to the beach and joined the Ivory Horizon, uh, Master Kuma was not back at the base at the time. Samira took charge and got Waldo into action, um, encouraging the large walrus to pull the Ivory Horizon's guild restaurant barge down the river away from the pursuing guards. Uh, That night, Kuma came back, just briefly accepted Remy into the guild, and set out once again on some more business. So you haven't really had a chance to interact with him yet. In the meantime, you've kind of got a feel for how the guild operates. It's been a few days. You've stopped here and there at towns, uh, running some business. And you definitely know that in the master's absence, Samira is kind of like the general manager. She makes all the logistics work. She solves the problems. And so she has kind of taken Remy under her wing to train her in, like, waitressing and hostessing and all that. Cedric, what would you say Cedric's role is? Cedric is probably just looking after some of the people. Like, there's some of the children that are more running about, like, younger than some of our adventurers here. Him and 
Glennis. Him and Glennis are both. <laughs> hey, I'm not used to being married, okay? <laughs> uh, you never get used to being married. Yeah. <laughs> just earned a just earned a really deathly death glare from Glennis. Glenn, yeah. <laughs> Is that why you always call her dear? <laughs> dear. Yes. Hey, dear. <laughs> just call her babe, and it, it's all fine. Should have been a deer person instead of a tiger person. Oh dear. <laughs> so Cedric and Glennis are looking after some of the, the children, like younger than the than our adventurers, and are playing games with them, teaching them how to speak read, read and write the common language. Nice. Very cool. Uh in the kitchen of the restaurant is Helga, who is a, a strong, powerful, Viking looking sort of woman. Uh she's doesn't take much flack from anybody. She's a very good cook. Uh, and she is doing all the cooking right now while Perk is away. And um, Reese, what would you say Reese's role in the regular operations are? Reese's role is probably more uh, just like general entertainment of the people who are there. Um, I think I think he would help out kind of where, wherever he would be needed. But he's not necessarily a skilled laborer, if that makes sense. He kind of just is like, he's more of like the gopher. Just like, oh, go get me this tool or go like bring me something from the storeroom or something like that. So okay. He's just kind of all over the place and bouncing all over. So. And then probably like when he gets to the busiest hours of the evening, he's probably doing some music. Oh, yeah. Especially if we're parked by a town and have customers and stuff like that. He's When he's out, uh, especially in the dining area, he's uh, probably shadowing or like close to marley more than anything she seems to play darts a lot um, <laughs> she doesn't actually seem to do a whole lot else she uh, occasionally is looking over some maps or paperwork or stuff but perfect you you haven't seen her really go out and do a whole lot okay <laughs> so reese is definitely like using her as a soundboard to like bounce ideas for songs off of and like melodies and stuff and how long has reese been a part of the guild uh probably about Four months, four to five months, I think. Okay. So, 45 months? 45. All 45 of them. Now, Merrick, as well, not honestly, you're actually not the newest comer anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But thanks still, to our great recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, as a brand new member, how is Merrick fitting into the regular operation? Regular operations here. Yeah. I mean, Merrick and Old Tosin are. I mean, they're helping, like, whenever something breaks, like, they're there to help out, you know, like, their specialty is Stonecraft, but they've learned enough that they can help fix, like, any kind of, you know, if a door's not working, if some something's wrong, like, they'll they'll see what's going on and they'll work on fixing it. Uh, if something's not wrong, then he's probably busting tables, just not necessarily trying to keep a little profile, but just knowing, like, hey, like, this is probably what, what the lowest people on the Torum pole do, uh, you know, the, the menial labor, like, the stuff that the the higher-ups that people have been around for a while don't do anymore. And someone's got to do it, so might as well be me. Nice. I like it. Yeah, and there's plenty of things that need fixing around the guild hall. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ultos and I, yeah, we, we've had some conversations about how uh, how eventful things are at, at, at this home base, but we like it. And we'll start off our story here uh, as Merrick and to- Old Tosin are just finishing up fixing the front door that was blown off its hinges in a fight uh, the previous night. <laughs> Sid, who was in the fight? Uh, <laughs> the fight? Yeah, who was in the fight last night? <laughs> I missed it. Uh, I think there was that... Mm, I feel like he's got a number of shoes, but... 
that Billy fellow was in there. Billy and fellow. Who else was in that fight? Steve. Yeah, it was Steve was the other person. <laughs> Billy and Steve. Yeah. Okay. Are, 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 Bill, hooligans. are Billy and Steve part of our guild? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Townspeople. While while this conversation is, is happening near the main door, Perk Hjordrum arrives from outside at the Ivory Horizon Guild Hall. Perk, what what do what do they see? What happens as you return back to your guild? So Perk is a bu- above average heighted twenty year old human. He has like medium length, messy brown hair, and if you look close enough, you'll notice two horns sticking out of his forehead, or not his forehead, but like you know, like the top of his head. He has normal eyes. He wears like he's very muscular. He he trains a lot. He works out a lot, so he's kind of a meathead in a way. And right now he is carrying a large wolf chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically a chicken, but it has like razor like like wolf teeth basically. In his okay. Beak? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Any other wolf features? Like a fluffy tail or something? This fluffy feather tail. Does it have four legs or two? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Has six legs. Oh, has six legs and two wings. Man, this thing is crazy. Got four pod legs and two <laughs> two chicken, chicken legs. legs. The pod legs reach the ground. The the, the 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 chicken legs don't reach. So they're kind of like flail like <laughs> It's like when you see those semis that have those two tires yeah. that are just not touching the ground. But it's very large, and he's carrying it over his shoulder, and he walks up to the door, takes a deep breath. And then just kicks the door down. No, we, uh, uh, I'm we just, home! We just fixed per- that. Perk! Ah, Perk, if it isn't my old pal. Reese runs over and, and uh, absolutely just gives him a big hug. You're kind of short though, right? Oh, yeah, it's like so your leg. Kinda, yeah. I'm just like wrapped on your leg. Hi, Reese. How's hey, it going? Perk, it's great. Dude, we uh, found some bandits and uh, had an owlbear chase uh, one of the bandit leaders. It was great. Miss, yeah. dang it! Sorry. All I did was fighting some wolf chickens. Honestly, bo- boss man wanted to send you alone, and uh, but since you weren't here, we uh, we got the job. So, oh, is that park guy here? And Helga comes out from the kitchen. Uh, a-, a tall woman. She's wearing a-, a a big apron. She's got like a meat tenderizer in one hand, just a big red braid going down her back. She's older, uh, and she says, "Perk." Took you long enough. I thought you were just going to get some wolf chickens. Well, there's a bunch of them attacking a village, and I killed them. Ah, well, good work. How many did you bring back with you? One. All right, that'll do. Here, bring (laughs) them on back to the... Here, here, let me take that off your shoulders. Okay. You're going to have to come help me pluck in a little bit, but uh, get situated first. Sounds good. I turned to sit. Um, Are are wolf chickens something we eat? Uh, On Tuesdays. Okay. All right, good to know. That, There's a little Tuesday. special board <laughs> near the entrance. It says Tuesday Wolf Chicken. That's the only special we have. On Tuesday, we have Wolf Chicken. No, there's a different one for every day. We just don't know what they are yet. All of them have TBD underneath them, except for Tuesday. Actually, as Helga walks back to the kitchen, she stops by the special board and writes on Wolf Chicken. chicken. <laughs> Whatever you happen to have caught that day. Um, so Merrick, Perk has never seen you before. What does Perk see as he looks at you? 
you see uh, what initially you think is a small child. Um, uh, and then you take a closer look at his face, and uh, he's like, oh, this is this is a small folk. This is a, a nice little three-and-a-half-foot-tall small folk uh, with, a, with a hammer and a chisel. Um, and uh, he's got bright, vivid, like almost electric blue eyes. Um, and then uh, just white blonde hair. Um, and he just kind of like looks at you, gives you an appraising look, and just kind of walks up and um, kind of like reaches up and says, uh, Hi, I'm Merrick. I'm new here. Hi, I'm Perk. I'm not new here. <laughs> well, that's, that's good to know. Perk, it's nice to meet you. Um, did, can I ask you a question? Did Maybe. You, did you have to kick down the door? Hmm. I think so. Okay. I have that. That's how it's done here. That's how it's done. All right, old Tosin. We uh we got some more work to do. Yeah, it looks and- like we gotta fix this dang door again. <laughs> Better get used to it. <laughs> I'm gonna go to my room real quick, guys. <laughs> Kurt goes up to his goes up to his room. You hear loud smash. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have another one to fix. <laughs> <sighs> we've got our work cut out for us here, don't we? Good thing we've got you. Reese is gonna uh, head over to. He's got kind of a little corner uh, set up with some parchment and, and pens and stuff, and he's gonna start uh, writing the story or writing a song of Perk the uh, the Wolf Chicken Slayer. That's me. So a couple hours go by, probably probably exchanging stories from each of our adventures. So let's cut to some of the guild members all gathered around, just talking, hanging out, having a snack or something. So we Reese is maybe there working on his song. Mm. Perk, Merrick, Sidric, uh, Remy, who you've probably now been introduced to. Remy is a, a human girl around your same age. She's got bright orange hair. She's wearing like she's wearing like pants and like a leather jerkin and stuff, like ready for action. But it's way higher quality. It's really expensive stuff. Uh, Samira, who is a darker skinned dark haired human, white sleeveless blouse, tie, kind of waitress, hostessy gear uh and marley who is uh a halfling is that well a small folk whatever the name for that is small folk girl blonde hair throwing darts at the dartboard playing with anybody who will compete with her what are you guys talking about um so reese uh, you never really told us where you got this loot from oh oh yeah we have time for this now perfect okay so this loot um there, so, okay, uh, hold on. I wasn't expecting to, to think about this. Um, l- l- let me let me write a song about it, and then I'll come back and uh, we, can, you, we can do it You then. need to write a song about where you got the loot from? You can just tell us? Uh, well, I mean, what's, what is life if not the instrument by which we enjoy the music of the universe that is constantly circling us? Everywhere, providing harmonies and melodies that intertwine together to form a beautiful symbiotic relationship of just life. There's a snort from Marley. <laughs> well, that's a load of hot nonsense. <laughs> well, that was the first draft, Marley. I'm I'm still working on that. That's that's actually the way I was going to end your song, but now I'm going to. I guess I'll I'll, I'll change that part. I'll I'll change that part. <laughs> so what's with the two lutes anyway? Okay, I'll just I'll just tell you, I guess. Um, so I'm from a tribe um, on the western side of eastern side of the western side of the eastern side. The western the, the side west... of the eastern the the eastern the eastern plains is like the more Asian inspired area. That's right. So I'm from a tribe 
that is on the eastern side uh, of the kind of the big continent here. Um, it's it got a name, but it wouldn't mean anything to you guys. My tribe is uh, ones that go around and bond with the different spirits and make sure that everything is working in harmony together and making sure everything is is uh, everybody's working together to better the world. Now, when I was a kid, uh, all of a year ago, I found uh, the a party of adventurers from the Crimson Fang. So they had just looted a dungeon that had appeared. The dungeon went back down, uh, disappeared again. Um, and I thought I could hear something in their, uh, in one of their tents, like whispering to me. It was saying, Reese, Reese, come to me. Reese. And usually uh, people don't follow whispering voices. That's it's usually bad news. Well, usually. It is. I mean, Perk knows that. We can, you know, you know, you you don't follow the voices, but this one was just so, so compelling. It was just like, you know, I I needed to follow it. Yeah, so, I get that. Yeah, Perk knows. <laughs> Perk, man, you and I, man, you and I, Perk. So I went to the, <laughs> went over there, snuck into their camp at night, and uh, went into their tent where they had all their loot that they just got from the the. Uh, dungeon. That's bold. Very, yes. Um, but there, lo and behold, was this loot. And he holds it up as a, like a, a definitely the, the Simba at the beginning of uh, <laughs> The Lion King. Um, and he's like kind of singing in the background like, da, 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 da. <laughs> so this loot here. And uh, I took it back to my camp. And uh, it actually, if you listen really closely, it actually does whisper to uh, to me. So I am bonded with this loot. When I put my ear to it, I, say, I hear yeah, the <laughs> Can I just immediately just like put my ear to the loot and see if it's whispering to Reese? You don't hear anything. No, I hear the sea. <laughs> oh, you hear the sea? <laughs> you don't hear any whispering. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, and so uh, I took this back to my uh, tribe, told them this, the tale and how I'm bonded to it and how it helps me to like connect with the spirits around me. Um, and they were like, stealing is wrong and you should be punished, so you should go find your purpose. And they kicked me out of the tribe. So now I'm here and trying to find my purpose. Huh. Yay, purpose! Woo! <laughs> And all this time, I thought it was just you'd have a loot to play songs about monsters and a loot to play songs about people. <laughs> well, that's part of it. So oh, okay. when I play this specific loot, it's called the Spirit's Whisper. That's its name, not the name that I gave it. That's its name. Did it whisper it to you? It did whisper it to me. Um, and when I play this, the it helps me to bond with the spirits that are all around us in every aspect of our day. Wait, they, wait, wait, wait. Samira pipes in. Just so I'm clear. You stole this loot from the Crimson Fang? Oh, yeah. He looted the loot. I looted the loot. She he kinda, looted it. She kind of <laughs> puts her, ha- her hand on her head like she's got a headache. Does the master know about this? Uh, probably not. At, uh, maybe he does. At that moment... The door, the front door goes flying across the room once again. <laughs> no! As Master Kuma kicks Master it down Kuma! and enters the room. Oh, Perk. Good I'm back. Glad to hear it. He got right. a wolf chicken. I caught a wolf chicken. Great. And killed many more. Samira, 
Go turn Waldo headed to the south. Marley, take a look at this. Check for collision. And he tosses Marley a piece of folded up paper. Uh, I'll be back in a minute. Um, get ready for action. Thanks, boss. <laughs> and he heads off to the front. When he says get ready for action, what does that mean? Oh, uh, so action, uh, what he means by get ready for action is could be anything. There was this one time this giant tuna octopus came jumping out and landed on top of our restaurant and we had to like cut its tentacles all off and then i had to like sing to it and it like calm it down the restaurant jerks sharply <laughs> as it as it turns around and Waldo takes night. off at top speed <laughs> uh, some, yeah do you, some of you probably stumble and <laughs> oh absolutely fall. yeah um and kuma comes back out and kind of gathers everybody around again marley has pulled out a series of maps um, and is vigorously going over them and uh, looking at stuff. And he says, all right, Perk, I'm glad you're back. Samira, get back in here. A dungeon just popped up. Yes! Dungeon! Dungeon! At this, his eyes are just, like, beaming. He's like... <laughs> yeah. It's on our home turf, too. The Wandering Isles. Yes. So, we're headed there now. It just popped up. I got word of it very quickly. I think we got a good chance of beating the Crimson Fang there. Uh, Reese slowly like moves his loot, his magical loot behind him. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Crimson Fang, um, Cedric and Perk would know that the Crimson Fang is the number one dungeon diving guild in mm. in the land. So they have uh, they've cleared more dungeons and got more artifacts than any other adventure hate guild. <laughs> you, did you say you hate them? Hate them. Hate them. Uh, Kuma looks at you, Perk, and he says, "Perk, I want you to go into the dungeon." Okay, Samira, you too. Okay. I'd send Adrian <laughs> if he was here. But uh, he's not back yet, is he? Uh, I, don't, I, I haven't don't. seen him. Nope. I don't even know who that is. Okay, Perkins, Samira, it is. Get ready to go into the dungeon. Okay. It, I, wait. They, uh, but Perk's going to start walking towards the kitchen. I mean, usually dungeons are three-person jobs, right? I think they need, they need me to go with them. He kind of had started to walk away, and he turns to look back, and he just stares at you. I mean, I, I I guess I don't have to. Uh, it would be really nice, though, if I could. But it's, I mean, it's up to you. You're the boss. I, I don't necessarily need to. But I can bond with, like, the different spirits of stuff and, and really help them. But it, um, I, I can, I can like, leave my other loot here uh, if that makes makes it better or, or different. Um, I, can, I can clean bathrooms uh, as payment for that. It if really... he's going, you're going to need me to go because he's going to almost messed something up with his words. You know, dungeons are part of the reason why I'm getting back into the whole swing of things. <laughs> he kind of ignores what Reese and Merrick have said and turns to Sid. Sid, look, I'd love for you to go into the dungeon, but... I mean, I'd love to go, too. The but... last job you went on, you took a beating. Last job you went on, he was rusty. fine. He did yeah. great. We accomplished the mission. You surrendered at the first opportunity. <laughs> and guess what? We got Remy back to her dad. That was the job, wasn't it? <sighs> you didn't say how to get Rain back. You just said to get her back to her dad. I followed the clues as I discovered them and got her back to her dad. And you. And he turns to Reese. Yeah. I hear mm -hmm. that you said the Ivory Horizon <laughs> was a guild of musicians. In the spiritual realm, we are all... I can handle... <laughs> We're all singing our own songs to create harmonious. I can symmetry. handle my guildmates stretching the truth a little bit. 
Okay. But you will take pride in who we are as the Ivory Horizon. Absolutely. Yeah. And Perk walks back out of the kitchen holding a massive great axe. <laughs> <laughs> and if I hear you say something like that again, you're going to be pulling the barge and Waldo will go into the dungeon. <laughs> wow. Think I could really do it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Waldo could do it. <sighs> We've done did, it before. The, the dungeon or pull the barge? You could do both, probably. Probably. Look, here's the deal. You three want to go into the dungeon. I'll let you. But it's on your own heads. All right? They're dangerous. Can I go on my own feet? There's been plenty of people that have gone into dungeons and never come back out. And it's, there's going to be one condition. You're going into the dungeon. You're training first. <gasps> yes. Marley, how long is it going to take us to get there? Uh, she pipes up. Um, rough estimate, it's going to be a little over a day. I'll, I'll have more specific numbers soon. All right. So, Samira, Remy, you get in on this too. Remy, we got to see what you can do. Samira, if you're going into a dungeon, you better brush up on your skills too. Let's get to work. All right. Okay, everybody go grab your things from your room. Done. <laughs> And he slams his axe onto the into like the bar. Now I gotta fix that too. Tosin walks by. I'll get this one. <laughs> Cedric is gonna grab his compiled version of his notes all about dungeons because this has been his life study ever since he's been a young age. He's been investigating the dungeons, and so I have his notes of like, all right, if it's this kind of dungeon, expect these kind of monsters. If it's this kind of dungeon, expect these kind of traps, and. Like basically being the pocket version of of everything, it's an incredibly tiny font. <laughs> Reese comes out of his room uh, wearing just this very ornately like a bejeweled and flowing robe that is, and he has a uh, a very tall hat, like a black hat that he has wearing on, with his loot strapped to his back and everything, and he's just kind of very properly walking out uh, in this like ceremonial garb. Does the uh, hat double his height? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely comes out, and uh, it's totally impractical. But uh, that's what that's he comes great. out wearing, especially for what you're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, Reese just comes out uh, with his bag full of, um, you know, some some rocks, some between uh, dirt and rocks, some just little balls of mud, um, as well as uh, you also see on his right wrist, uh, you see a stone bracelet. Had lots of intricate carvings on it. He's not like he's not sh he's, like he's not shown it or anyone. But there's like there's something distinct about this bracelet that makes it feel unique. After Perk said he was ready, Samir sent him to his room to actually get ready. He comes out with his adventuring bag, and then he's still carrying the axe. If you get a closer look at the axe, it's a very nice axe for how you see Perk. He's very messy and not quite. It's like a very well-made axe. Samira comes out with basically just an adventurer's pack on. It's, it's well-packed, ready to go, rope, bedroll, all that. Remy comes out. She actually has like a rapier strapped to her side um, and just a ridiculously oversized suitcase with wheels. <laughs> uh, only what you need to survive. And uh, Kuma, your polar bear master, it, he, he takes his rope. He's got a hook on a rope, and he kind of just throws it over to the shore, hooks a tree, and just pulls the barge over to the shore and kind of ties it off there. And he says, all right, hop onto the shore here. Perk will literally hop onto the, like a, like a rabbit. 
Reese comes up to the edge of the uh, the edge of the boat and sees that there is uh, water in between the boat and the shore, and uh, very gingerly like steps down and then like shuffles through the water up to the shore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All six of you get to the shore. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Y'all get your chance. All six of you get to the shore. And Kuma unties the rope and pulls it back on the barge. And Waldo starts pulling it downstream. And Kuma says, all right, we're going to start with physical conditioning. You can get back on the barge in three hours. And it just starts going down the river. What? Okay. I do your best to keep up. I take off. I take off at a brisk jog. Uh, yeah, I guess we go. How does this go for all of you? Cedric is regretting taking the his heavy backpack with him, and it's like, oh, great, <laughs> much more flex in this heavy backpack. No, <laughs> <laughs> and he's heavily panting the whole way through. <laughs> I want to compel Cedric to pull out the arms and try and like use the arms to move him along instead of his legs. Okay. Uh, is that how that's going to work? A compel to earn a fate point. That's something you could do. A compel to earn a fate point has to complicate the situation to make it worse. Okay. So because it's just a prototype. There we go. It would yep. make it worse. Yeah. Like it will trip and like it will start to work out, but then trip and fall and they'll start yes. rolling instead. Yes. All right. So Cedric is falling behind as he trips and rolls and <laughs> all that. <laughs> On his arms. Okay. Yep. Sure. Uh, Samira just starts jogging and keeps up pretty good. She packed light and is in shape. Uh, Remy starts just tugging at her oversized suitcase at first. And she's like, you, you can just see a look of panic on her face of, oh, man, this is not going to work. <laughs> Perk was letting everyone else get a little ahead. And then he's going to just straight, like, get in a sprinter's position and just start sprinting after the boat. And as he runs by, Remy's going to grab the grab her suitcase and then just keep running. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As he comes up to me, I, I, I shout, it's like, hey, can I hit you right on that suitcase? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to try and, I'm going to run, so I'm going to try and time a jump so I can jump and grab on, latch onto the suitcase. So he's carrying me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Reese is uh, shuffling along um, and falling behind. It's very clear that it's like a ceremonial type walk that he's like trying to keep his head in one like in one plane just like kind of <laughs> trying to walk uh and he finally just like i really want to go to this dungeon so he just starts like jogging and and going so it the the barge kind of is going pretty fast so it takes a run to keep up with it so I, after going for three hours what does everybody look like as they come to the barge or, <laughs> or, or, what, or, or is everybody riding on the suitcase with Bert pulling it? Bert picked up Reese. He's got Remy on his shoulder. I am fine with that. <laughs> so after three hours of running to keep up with the barge, uh, Kuma looks back and what does he see as what? What does he see approaching the barge? I I think he just sees Perk carrying uh, Remy's suitcase. Remy on his shoulder. He stuffed his axe into the suitcase a little bit. He's got uh, Merrick on the suitcase. He's holding Reese in his arms like a little baby. Can, can Reese it, actually be like latched onto his thigh or yeah, something? Just like <laughs> coming along. I think Cedric has one of his arms is just 
below him as kind of a sled, and the other Arbin is grabbing onto the <laughs> backpack as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Samira is just running alongside. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost she's kept space, yeah. yeah. Uh, you see Kuma slap his hand on his forehead <laughs> in exasperation. But he hooks, he hooks a tree and pulls the barge over and lets everybody on board. And he says, well, not sure you all got the point of this exercise. <laughs> but that was fun. Can we do it again? We better, we got to use our time wisely here. Come inside, okay. get some food. We'll do some mental conditioning. Uh, and he takes you into the table. Um, Helga has prepared some of the wolf chicken. Uh, and so you get some wolf chicken to eat. And basically what he does is... Uh, he passes out a series of puzzles, like logic puzzles. So there's like Sudoku and Ooh, Wordle and nice. stuff. And like those awesome. things where you have to like put the shapes together. We have to like build a cube out of the shapes. Uh, I think for me, it goes really well. Since he's like, Reese is always writing songs and doing like stuff with words. He's automatically like gravitates towards some of the like word play things. Yeah. Uh, Merrick, he takes a minute. He's he's not the quickest to to get things done. But he's very methodical and uh, works through, you know, evaluates the options and eventually like, gets to gets to the right answer, or gets to the right point, the point that he needs to. Cedric is in heaven because he is like he is doing his own, and one of his arm, robot arms is doing another puzzle. One of his other robot arms is doing another puzzle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does a like, completely multitasking nice. like in the zone. Perk is like knocked out from using his brain too much. He's just like <laughs> just kind of just cartoonishly, like, feet above his head, just kind of just, like, knocked out, flailed <laughs> uh, there. Cedric's, like, one of the arms is actually working on some of his stuff for him, too. <laughs> yeah, Reese is definitely, uh, like, he finishes a puzzle or a, a word thing and then puts it in front of Perk and then does another one. <laughs> After a while, Kuma comes in and says, all right, that's enough of that. Out on the deck. Bring your weapons. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he takes you out on the deck and says, okay, now... This last fight that you three were in, Merrick, you surrendered. Reese, you ran away. Sid, you held your own. Thank you. But you didn't win. (laughs) So we're going to brush up on some combat here. So everybody pair up. Pick a partner. Perk? Okay. Yes. So, yeah, there's six of you. There's Samira and Remy as well. I'll pick Samira. Okay. Ready? You got this. Sounds good. So basically what Kuma says... He, he just has you kind of all spread out on the deck there and just spar for a little while. Okay. So uh, we'll start with Perk and Reese. What goes on in your sparring match? Uh, Reese has been trying, Reese has been wanting to uh, try something and uh, bond with the spirit of Perk's axe and uh, see if he can like manipulate weapons. And so that's kind of what he wants to, that's what he's practicing sure. with. You cannot identify the spirit of his axe. Oh, okay. Well, then it fails miserably, and <laughs> just steamrolls him. <laughs> you, just like, you see him just try to like reach his hand out. He's like, "Oh, yeah. there's no spirit." And Nelson perch like uppercuts him and sends him flying into the back into the the uh, the restaurant. Yeah, breaks the door again. <laughs> yeah. Breaks a different door. <laughs> Flames in the kitchen door. Yeah. Helga throws him back out. And out the window. <laughs> so Reese is just taking a beating. Reese is just ping ponging back ping and forth. Pong. Yeah, volleyball. All right, um, Merrick, hmm? uh, you uh, square off against Samira there, and she kind of sets her backpack down uh, and 
stands kind of relaxed and ready. Uh-huh. Uh, like she's going to let you make the first move. Oh, well, I was going to let her make the first move. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 just stare at each other for a while. <laughs> Somebody do something. Samira shrugs and um, she sends her hand in an upward motion and where she gestures, like thorny vines sprout out of the deck. Uh, and so you've got thorny vines coming towards you. Uh, I will use... Uh, I'll attempt to use my hammer and just kind of, like, bat away the vines. Okay, yeah. As, so she, as they approach. She sends some vines at you. You bat them away. Sure. Uh, and then I will... I'm going to try and uh, smack one of my rocks to uh, give her a nice, uh, like, a nice Charlie horse bruise in the thigh. Like, I'm not trying to do anything that's, super, like, it's like you know, going to cause a ton of, like, injury. But, like, you know, someone just, like, feel the pain a little bit because I want to prove myself. Because I know that, like, this seems like a serious fighter. Yeah, go ahead and ma- go ahead and roll to attack. Yeah. This would this is probably a forceful, right? Um, I'd say careful. Okay. I mean you're you're aiming carefully and okay. trying to time it all right. Uh I got three. She dodges out of the way as it comes out. You you, you make mm-hmm. a good shot, it's mm-hmm. going right towards her, right where you're aiming, but she dodges out of the way. <sighs> and, and actually what happens is she steps aside a little bit and just a a tree pops out of the deck and takes the hit. What? Where are, where are these trees coming from? She uh, from Samira. Zing, magic. <laughs> and a tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, Reese. <laughs> as you're distracted momentarily by Reese, a tree sprouts right underneath you and just lifts you up into the air. Uh, and uh, <laughs> classic Samira. <laughs> <laughs> Sid, you square off against Remy. Yep. And she pulls out her sword and levels it. She looks like she's comfortable holding it, like this isn't her first time. And so this time, Sidric is bringing out the Robo Arms Mach 2 right to bear arms mode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this time, instead of it being basically being four arms, the arms now still assume the form of bear arms, but they now wrap around his own arms. So it's more of just like an exoskeleton Ooh. than than, like, Dr. Octopus type nice. deal. <laughs> sure, go ahead and roll to attack. Okay. So you're, like, going in for hand-to-hand? So yeah, going in for hand-to-hand. I like it. That is a one. <laughs> that beats her zero. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have a good sparring match back and forth. You Like, you kind of push her away at first, and she pushes you back. And it goes on for a while. Um, I think, ultimately, you come out on top. How do you come out on top? It's probably, honestly, it's just a ma- uh, battle of fatigue. Battle of Endurance at this point. It's going on just like sword versus claw, like metal claw. So it's more just I'm blocking her enough, and it's just probably the staggering of hitting, striking metal all the time. Sure. And then just the swipes are just kind of I'm winning more of the Battle of Endurance than over her. Yeah, so after a while, the sword, you can tell she's slowing down, and eventually <laughs> she she drops the sword, and she's like, I'm done. That's all I got. <laughs> ah, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, so Kuma comes out on the deck. <laughs> is Reese still just ping-ponging <laughs> back and forth? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, at least you can take a hit. Okay, that's enough, Perk. Like he catches him for, like, the last one. Okay. Uh, uh, you get down from there, Merrick? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, you would also notice, like, after a while, the stuff that Samira grows just kind of dissolves into dust. So Master sends you inside to go get a drink, a little bit of rest, and then he calls you back out on deck. Or some magic training. 
Ooh. So on the deck, there are a f- it's now getting to be evening time. So the sun's going down. On the deck are several things. There is just a big old rock. Um, there's a fire going, a nice cozy campfire. Uh, there's a big bundle of rope. And Kuma gathers you around and says, All right, so how many of you have bonded with a spirit before? Done. Check. Got that locked down. Reese, I'm your man. Samira also raises her hand. Um, and Bert he says, shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, can you tell me what bonding is? Reese tried to tell me, and I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what he was saying. <laughs> it's not something that non-adventurers interact with very much. Uh, there's every, every object has a spirit. Essentially what this is, we think, anyway, essentially what this is, is how people think about it. So, for instance, when you picture this rock here, what words come to your mind? Rock. It's not just a boulder. <laughs> Let's be a little it's more descriptive. Tell me about this rock. Gray. Okay. No, no, like it's, think it's steady. Steady. Yes. I like think it. Think beyond the physical. It's uh, how does this rock connect with you emotionally? Sad. Perfect. Yes. Rocks can be sad. Spirits of the rock can be sad. Firm. Firm. Breakable. I would argue that rocks tend to be less breakable than other things. Bert picks up a rock and just smashes it. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, crushes it in his yeah. hand. Point taken. Point taken. <clears throat> now, what about this fire? Hot. Chaotic. Powerful. Breakable. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> huh? Now, look, bonding with a spirit usually is not something you can do on the first try. It takes practice. And most people are only ever are only ever able to bond with two, maybe three spirits. Any more than that, a person can generally handle. But w- when you bond with a spirit, what you do, you connect with it. Find the similarities between you and that object. The more similar you are, the easier it is. And if you can connect with it, it will give you its power. Uh, and he scoops a big hand up, and a huge jet of water shoots out of the river. <laughs> and he's like, I bonded with a spirit of a different river, but I can use the power anywhere that it makes sense. So what I want you to do here, find something on this deck, the rock, the fire, the rope, shoot, the air, the sky, the river, whatever you can connect with. And, and I want you to try to connect with it and find the spirit. Don't bond with it. These are pretty weak spirits around here anyway. But see if you can find it. America goes immediately up to the rock. Okay. Reese is going to pull out his, the spirit's whisper, his loot, and and start playing and just looking around. Okay. Zidrick is going to take his backpack off and go to the power compartment and pull out the, like, basically the the giant battery in it. (laughs) Okay. Perk's missing. (laughs) <laughs> he's gone Perch is gone <laughs> he checked out three minutes ago Samira. Yeah, he, he was trying to find the spirit so he went off and wandered off Samira go find Perk <laughs> uh, and Remy sits down by the fire let's start with Reese yeah uh, so with Reese I want to uh, try and connect with or I, I want to try and bond with the fire spirit uh, as well as uh, like the water spirit, and kind of 
have the two of them uh, kind of come up in like a, a almost like a cyclone type thing. Sure. Go ahead and roll for that. Okay. You can use flashy since it's because of your music and your loot. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so roll to flashily overcome. I'm going to say you need a four, a four for this to be successful, as uh, to, to be ideally successful. Okay. Something will happen regardless. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have the stunt since last time. I yes. created the stunt. Because I'm bonded to the spirit's whisper, I get a plus two whenever I carefully attempt to bond with another spirit. So I'm going to want to try and use... Oh, you want to use careful? Can I use yeah, careful for absolutely. that? absolutely, yes. Okay. Okay. Oh man, that's a one. Um, can I spend two fate points to invoke the aspects bonded to the spirit's whisper, and I will uncover the legendary song of harmony? Yes, like harmonizing sure. fire and water. You can. Perfect. So it's uh, so that would bring the total up to a five. Okay. So the a portion of the fire, about half the fire, kind of leaves off of the the little campfire that's set up there. And uh, a small portion of the river kind of comes and they're kind of intertwining together with the lute music and kind of they move around our little area a little bit and then they kind of separate and just kind of hang there into different forms. Remy kind of looks up from the fire she was staring at and says, because you took some of the fire out of there. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, how did you do that? Kuma said most people couldn't even bond with that many spirits. It's, this is my whole, this is my shtick. This is what I do. do. Um, I've been raised with connection to the spirits. It comes a little bit easier to me, but honestly, this lute, the spirits whisper, helps form that connection and form that bond. That's a pretty good lute. What's Sid doing? So... Sid is trying to connect particularly with the the energy that is within the battery. So not not necessarily the battery itself, but the sure. the electricity more so within the battery. Would how would you say Signet Cedric relates to electricity? He finds his personality to also be quite shocking at times, but is he is sporadic but like overexerts himself but like when he finds the right channel, he just goes all in straight through it. I like it. Yeah, it takes some. It takes some kind of meditation, uh, but you do start to feel a connection there. Um, and with your eyes closed, you you don't see or hear something. It's more of like when you're sitting next to somebody with your eyes closed, but you can still kind of feel that their presence is there. It's almost like that, like a small electric presence. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably try to, okay, to bond with it. I will say this will not be a particularly strong spirit to bond with. Sure, and it will make it harder to bond with future spirits by being bonded to one. But you can do it if you like the idea of bonding with the spirit of electricity. You might be able to find a bigger power source. Okay, I'll, I'll probably wait to do that then. Sure. <laughs> okay. So not yet. Yeah. Um, Merrick. Uh, Merrick sits sits down next to the rock. And uh, he pulls out of his bag, he pulls out, you know, these varying states of, like, so he pulls out a couple balls of mud, and he pulls out a couple balls of, um, you know, like this, like, half half rock, half mud substance, and then a couple balls of rock. And this kind of, like, sits down and thinks about the the work that it took for, for the mud to become this stone, and, like, the process that that takes and the length of time 
that it that the, that these things needed to become what they were always what they were going to be, but it needed care and attention and guidance. Um, and then also thinking about just now now that this is a rock, the how long it's going to be around. Like, I mean, unless Perk comes into contact, but it's going to be around for an extremely extremely long time. Um, and just the the steadiness and the strength and the unyielding nature of 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 the rock of you know and then he starts to think of mountains that he's heard about and um you know giant giant boulders that he's seen just like these huge gigantic things and even though he's so small he just feels a drawing towards this this sense of like just like steadiness and steadfastness and who he is and who he wants to be yeah i think by the time you you spend a lot of time investing then that coming to that mindset carefully, slowly. Um, I think some of the others have left the deck by now. Remy's probably gone. Maybe Sidric has already identified his spirit. Would he still be around? Uh, he probably would start pulling out his notepad at, at first and is like starting to write some things down. Then he's kind of going back in, inside to, to find Glennis. Sure. Uh, would Reese still be around? Or Oh, yeah. Reese, Reese is going to be out as long as possible. Okay. It's now good and dark. The sun's down. Um, it's just Reese and Merrick on the deck. And Merrick, you feel like you have done all the right stuff to connect with this rock, and you feel absolutely nothing coming from it. You feel no spirit at all. Uh, he he, he kind of he he looks at the rock and kind of like looks looks down at himself. Does that make sense? I'll try some more. And uh, and it'll stay there. Okay. You continue trying and uh, continue feeling nothing. Uh, at this late hour, he'll probably get up and head back inside. And he'll just kind of like turn and he'll just kind of put his hand on the rock and say, Don't worry. I'll be back tomorrow. As you pass by Reese, uh, I'm going to look up and, and, and he's going to look up and say, Uh... Who do you think you are? Not not like it. Not like. Sorry, that that came out wrong. Um, that not like a like a. Who do you think you are, man? Uh, but like, what when when you see yourself or when you think about yourself, what do you think about? Uh, I. Well, that's a, that's a great question, Reese. Um, when well, I when I see my when I when I see myself when I look at myself in the mirror, um. I see, I see someone that thinks that I see I see someone who has been discarded his entire life who because of his uh, stature because of his his own aloofness um, has just been just tossed aside um, and but he knows that he's more than that I know that I'm more than that I need to need to prove it need, need to prove it to you all I need to prove it to the other kids back at the orphanage I need to I need to prove it to myself that I'm I'm not I'm not a nobody I'm I can be something I can be someone rocks are difficult things to bond with because they are you're telling me yeah <laughs> Because they are 
what they are. They will not change. Rocks won't change. From what I'm hearing of you, you are looking to change or looking to become something. Maybe try next time. Maybe try a tree. Just at that moment, the door comes flying across the deck. (laughs) (laughs) And Kuma comes out with Marley in tow, with Perk and Sidric as well. You guys probably have your bags ready to go. Samira. I more imagine that Perk was like listening to their conversation on top of the restaurant, oh, okay. just like looking He's at the stars. The okay, well, but no Perk, one like notices them. Perk busts out with Marley uh, and Samira, who has who has a bag on her, and says, "All right, we got to go now, boys. Um, get on Waldo." Oh, Woo! okay, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Marley, how much time did you say they have? Um, well, if Waldo goes at top speed, carrying the five of them, they should have three hours. To get out of the dungeon safely. Okay. Samira, explain it on the way. Um, yeah, so everybody hops on Waldo. Yeah. Hops yep. on, yeah. And Kuma is about to take the harness off of Waldo, and he kind of hesitates and says, ah, maybe I should come with. Uh, by this point, you didn't realize it because of the dark, but you've crossed out of a river, and you're now just on open water. And so Kuma hesitates and says, maybe I ought to come with to the dungeon. But Marley says, with all due respect, that's a terrible idea. Without Waldo, you're the only one that can move this barge. <laughs> like, all right fine look i'll get, get there in, one day get the artifact get out do it before the crimson fangs you got a boss uh and he unharnesses waldo uh and samira kind of knows how to steer him so she kind of sits on the neck where's everybody stationed on the walrus on his head okay uh, i mean yeah having having never ridden a wallow before i just assume that that's where that's where people go reese has a little like little notch carved out of like one of the broken like his broken tusk that he like sits in <laughs> all right <laughs> and Cedric's also on the, the head okay so Samira's Samira gets him started in the right direction and he's going quite fast now that he's not pulling the barge and she says okay so here's the situation um Marley was running the numbers so the wandering isles they wander right they float around from place to place oh exactly so I don't understand. this dungeon <laughs> apparently popped up in the middle of the ocean, right in the Wandering Isles. Marley keeps good maps, has good contacts there. She tracks the movement of the isles and is really good at predicting where they're going to be. A few hours from now, three hours from the time we get there, an island is going to collide with the, t- with the dungeon. Oh, oh, okay. So we need to be out of there before that happens. You got it, Samira. Well, yes, that's what we'll do. Right. What could go wrong? I guess we should try to get some rest before we get there. I can't. I'm too excited. It takes a few hours of travel through the night on the back of Waldo. It's early morning by the time you get there. You might get a little bit of dozing here and there, but not a lot of rest. And as the, the early morning light illuminates a tower that's sticking out of the water. It's not an overly tall tower, maybe just one or two stories above sea level. And it doesn't appear to have any doors or windows on it. You can also see several other things in the distance. Off in one distance, there is definitely an island that's not very far away. It's maybe like a mile or two away. It's not a particularly large island. It looks like maybe it's the size of a couple city blocks, but definitely big enough to do a number on this tower that's sticking out of the water. You also see, coming from a different direction, from the east, a ship waving a flag that has... It's a red flag with a C-shaped snake on it. Uh, And this is the flag of the Crimson Fangs. Now, you've got a bit of a lead on them approaching the tower, but they are also very close. 
so, so uh, everybody kind of is woken up, maybe getting some food in the early morning. And Samira says, all right, look, the fangs are almost here. If we let them get into the dungeon, it's going to be trouble. They're good in there. So here's what I'm thinking. We can beat them there, and then I'll take Waldo, and I'll go uh, cause a little mayhem and slow them down by you guys a few hours by yourself. I like that plan. Do you need anything from, like, I don't have anything in my pack, but do you need anything that... I just need you to get out alive. Can do. Look, dungeons are crazy. I mean, sometimes a dungeon can be cleared in three hours if it's a straight shot from beginning to end. But if there's, I mean, you have to make every choice right. If you spend an hour going in the wrong direction, that's an hour you're not going to have back. So don't go in farther than you can handle. Make good choices. Let's beat these fangs. Yeah. Tusks forever. Let's beat these fangs. Waldo approaches the tower, uh, and he's tall enough that you're able to jump on top of the tower. And it's a platform up there. And Samira kind of waves at you and says, good luck. Uh, you too. And she sails off directly towards the ship. She'll be fine. She's got this. Waldo, on the other hand. <laughs> good luck, Waldo. <laughs> as, as she approaches the ship uh, and is spotted by them, you see a cloud forming above the ship. But there's also, on top of the tower, there's just one big hole right in the middle. Well, into the hole. <laughs> Woo! All right, so the four of you Get jump involved. into the dungeon, and that's where we're going to end this episode. Yeah. Hey. Woo! Ooh, into the dungeon. This dungeon! <laughs> All right. So, that was a lot of montaging. <laughs> a lot of montaging. A lot of stuff. Good, Good stuff happening, stuff. though. Yeah. Good character stuff. I love it. Yeah. All right. So, um, this has been Ivory Horizon. I'm your GM, Seth. Going around the table, we've got... Nathan playing Cedric Valinor. Tim playing Reese Mellowson. Zach playing Merrick Rockrender. And Kyle playing Perk Hjordjem. Hjordjem? <laughs> and we are Guaranteed Adventures. You can connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, and Patreon. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Now go have some adventures of your own. Bye bye Kyle, when you said actually, above average, I thought you said a buff average guy. It took me a average. solid 10 seconds to realize, <laughs> oh no, he said above average. I also <laughs> didn't need to spend both those fate points because then I technically got a seven. Oh. <laughs> so, because I forgot to add that two from before. So You can have one of them. Yay!